Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Johnson Wealth and Income Management and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities. Johnson Wealth and Income Management is a franchise of Retirement Income Source, LLC. Retirement Income Source, LLC and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are associated entities. a retirement plan allows millions of people to lose 30 to 50 percent of their life savings just as they near retirement. It's a society based on freedom and choice and personal responsibility. There are no guarantees. It's important that people deal with someone to make sure to provide lifetime income. Lifetime income. And now to our story. Welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson and brought to you by Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Are you living the life you want? Are you prepared for retirement as you believe you should be? What are your goals for retirement and how are you going to reach them? In the next 30 minutes of today's program, let's explore the principles necessary to live the capitalized life and the retirement of your dreams. Now, here's this week's Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with your host, Matthew Johnson. And welcome to this episode of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income source. Located in Clear Lake and Humboldt, Iowa, serving clients in northern Iowa and southern Minnesota. Well, how are you today? I hope you're doing well, taking a little bit of time to yourself. I know I'm super grateful to be here, and I'm grateful that you're here. I'm grateful for all the comments, the questions, the little notes of encouragement, things that you guys send us through our website, johnsonwim.com. It is just always so very gratifying, and I cannot say thank you enough. Those are the things that really keep me motivated to continue with this radio show. You know, it's a lot of work doing a radio show. It's a lot of work trying to make certain that what I am addressing as a topic seems to be relevant to you, the listener. And so far, it seems as though you really appreciate the content. So I appreciate your ideas, your questions. It's always very, very helpful to me. Well, today we're going to be discussing now what? We're going to be discussing the Federal Reserve. We're going to be discussing not only what the Federal Reserve did, but we're going to discuss what they didn't do. And then we're going to hopefully take and make this more personal. You know, I'm sure that you've heard it. I know you've heard me say it, but maybe you've heard friends, you've heard people on TV say you can't fight the Fed. What does that really mean? Well, the reality is, is that when you have the Federal Reserve who can dictate policy, and that's really what it is, it's policy that is affecting our monetary system. It's policy that is affecting prices that you and I pay for items that we need to consume and that we need to purchase for ourselves and our families. They really walk tall and carry a big stick. And how the Federal Reserve chooses to move going forward has a direct impact on our market. It has a direct impact on our economy. And we know that When February of 2022 rolled around and the Federal Reserve said, hey, we're going to start raising interest rates because we've got to address all of this inflation. We knew that that was what that was going to be like. We knew that raising interest rates was always a very short term painful. We knew that. But little did we ever expect that here we would be essentially 19, 20 months in. And the Federal Reserve is still considering 
raising interest rates. It has been a long road, and you've been along for the ride. You've been dealing with the stock market volatility. You've been dealing with the prices and the price influxes. You've been dealing with the interest rates on those of you that have needed to take out loans. You've been through the ringer. And so just recently in September, the Federal Reserve got together. They had their meeting. And what did they choose to do? Well, maybe we should ask the question, what did they choose not to do? The Federal Reserve met together and they chose not to raise interest rates. Thank you, Lord. They chose not to raise those interest rates anymore. But they also chose not to take and suggest that they were going to start cutting interest rates either. And so right now we are in a holding pattern. The Federal Reserve is keeping interest rates between five and a quarter and five and a half percent. And they have now engaged in full-blown gray verbiage. What do I mean by that? Well, they've always been very careful and very articulate as to what they say, how they conduct their press releases, how they answer questions that are asked of them. And now they are full-blown gray. They are being very ambiguous, they're being very vague, and they're giving us lots of two-sided answers. In other words, yes, we may raise interest rates in the future, but then again, we may not. We may just hold interest rates where they are. We may cut interest rates, but it may be a while. They're being very, very undetermined in all of the language that they're giving us. And you know what? I feel for you. It is very, very frustrating to say the least, because it gives us no sense of direction. All we know is that interest rates have been hiked on us 11 times. We know that they're not cutting interest rates, but we don't know if we're going to get another rate increase in the future. We don't know if they're going to take it from number 11 to number 12. And as a result, this makes decision-making for you very difficult. Because who wants to borrow money today if they think that two months down the road, interest rates may end up coming down? Who wants to go ahead and make big financial decisions for their business if they think that we're on the precipice of a recession and the Federal Reserve raises interest rates and they throw us into a recession? So I get it. This is a very, very important matter that you and I, retirees and those still working alike, need to be very attentive to. So if you're thinking, yeah, that makes sense, or you have questions about our discussion today, I'd like you to reach out to me at 866-290-3837. If you have questions, we will answer them. So take the first step, reach out at 866-290-3837. So Why are they doing what they're doing? Well, number one, we know that they're raising interest rates because they're trying to bring inflation down. And it's the fastest way to break the economy of cheap money. It's the fastest way to break the economy of spending. It's the fastest way to break the economy in general. And that's one of our major concerns. That's my concern as a fiduciary, as an advisor. But the Federal Reserve right now does not want to give any room For you or me or anyone attached to the economy, attached to the market, to take something that they have said and run with it 
understanding or interpreting what they have said as a dovish tone. In other words, their goal right now is to keep financial conditions extremely tight because, well, let's face it, they were the whipping boy for not addressing the inflation soon enough. And so as a result, they're going to be doing anything in their power to make certain that they go far enough. They do not want to have another repeat of the 1970s where the Federal Reserve stopped too early and all of a sudden a resurgence of inflation took hold. So what does that mean for our market? Where does that leave us if we're a market investor? Well, if we look at the S&P 500, based upon the new news that they're not going to be cutting interest rates anytime real soon, based upon the fact that they're going to leave interest rates high and may raise interest rates even higher in the future and Ladies and gentlemen, you need to be prepared for that. I'm going to say it now. If they're leaving the door wide open, there is a strong possibility that they may raise rates one more time. We are now in a position where the S&P 500 is still sitting 21 months later in the hole. In other words, the S&P 500, which I like to follow much more than the Dow Jones, because the Dow Jones is only comprised of around 35 companies. When you look at the S&P 500, it is down by nearly 10%. So in the last 21 months, we still have not caught up to where we were from the end of 2021. So what are we doing? What are we doing with our money? What are we making as far as financial decisions? What are you doing with your retirement dollars? Well, before you can really answer that, We need to kind of look at some pros. We need to look at some cons. We need to look at the good and the bad. And so we're going to kind of discuss some of the downsides in the first half of the program. And then on the second half, we're going to discuss the upside. Okay. The things that maybe you can begin taking advantage of while we are here in this current financial state of being. The first thing that we need to look at as a downside is number one, we're going to continue as a nation to experience economic shrinkage. It's going to continue because, let's face it, when you have higher interest rates like we have been experiencing, corporations are not nearly as likely to borrow money. And this means that mergers and acquisitions slow down. This means that expansion, you know, research and development slows down. They're sitting on the sidelines. This is especially true for the well-capitalized corporations that have plenty of cash. If they don't need to borrow it, they're not going to. They don't need to go in debt with this kind of an interest rate. Number two downside, and this is a big one for many of you. I know many of you send me comments, and these comments will include some of your concerns, some of the items that keep you awake at night, and one of them is the national debt. We have now exceeded $33 trillion in debt as a nation. If you look up U.S. debt clock, you're going to see it. We have now exceeded $33 trillion. And to put this more personally, folks, this is $98,950 per taxpayer, per person in the United States. When you consider that, when you consider your grandchildren, for instance, they're not even in the workforce yet, and they already have debt, as it were, that is in their name as a citizen of the United States. So the longer these interest rates stay high, the faster our U.S. debt continues to grow. And this is a big concern. 
Number three is going to be the recession. I am not here to say that we have averted having a recession. I think we have certainly pumped the brakes. Praise to the Lord that they have decided not to raise interest rates because I think when we look back just even 30 days ago, we were really under the impression that it was going to be a September rate hike based upon what they were saying. They were giving all the indication, but they didn't. So they pumped the brakes. So we are definitely not going as rapidly towards the recessionary cliff as we were. However, that's not to say that we're not going to experience a recession. And the problem with a recession, as you well know, is that it affects literally everything. It affects the stock market. It affects the investments we're investing in. It affects jobs and labor, any number of different facets of our overall economy. And we know that if they have decided to halt interest rates, whatever hope we have of interest rates starting to come down so that we can begin to pursue maybe some of the goals that we have for ourselves, maybe upgrading cars, maybe modifying our home or upgrading our home or renovating our home or buying another home, whatever the case may be, even if it was us selling assets today, we know that these higher interest rates have slowed the sale of assets, it has slowed the acquisition of assets, and this could be a problem for you. But it doesn't sound like the feds are willing to let us know when they think that they're going to start bringing interest rates down. So at this point, it is all speculation based upon you and I. Now, if you've been listening to this radio show for some time and you've got a burning question, I encourage you, go to our website, johnsonwim.com as in wealthincomemanagement.com where you will be able to email us whatever questions that you have and it's something that I know that I can explicitly answer for you and I can help give you a little bit of guidance I'm willing to do that so go ahead go to our website johnsonwim.com and you'll be able to see previous radio shows. You'll be able to see TV interviews as well as our weekly YouTube videos that I record each week. And you'll be able to reach out to us personally. Sit tight because we're coming back and we want to spend a good amount of time talking about the positives, talking about some things that you personally can implement that will maybe help you get to a successful retirement or even improve your retirement right now. We'll be right back. Investing in the stock market these days is like riding a roller coaster. One minute you're moving up slow and steady just the way you like it, and then all of a sudden, your investment portfolio is in a free fall, up 800 points, down 800 points. It can be very scary. A lot of people no longer gamble with their retirement in the stock market. If you are tired of the ride and want to look at safer options or would like to learn a better way to grow your money during these times, call Johnson Wealth and Income Management at 866-290-3837. Visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. Welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson. And welcome back to the second half of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income source located in Clear Lake and Humboldt, Iowa, serving clients in northern Iowa and southern Minnesota. Well, if you're just joining us, welcome to the program. We are discussing now what? 
What do we do about the Federal Reserve? What has the Federal Reserve chosen to do? What are the pros? What are the cons? Where does this take us from here as a nation? But before we get into all of that, I have a very special announcement, something that I have been working on diligently for the last four years that I want to let you as listeners know about. And that's the fact that later on this year, this fall, hopefully, I'm going to be finally able to say that my book that I have taken the last four years to work on and to study for and to put together for you, my listeners, it is now going to be available. It's going to be available in Barnes and Noble and on Amazon.com, many other resources, but it's called the Capitalized Retirement. And it is something that I'm absolutely so very blessed, not only to have, but also to be done with. It is a lot of work. And I am certainly hopeful that once the book is available for you to be able to purchase, that you'll put your hands on it and that you'll enjoy reading it, that it will be a resource and it will be an encouragement to your heart that you do have what it takes to retire. So let's discuss the Federal Reserve. Quick synopsis, we know that the Feds met in September. We know that the Feds have chosen not to raise interest rates, but they are just simply holding. They've raised them 11 times, and as of yet, we do not see anything on the horizon that indicates to us that they're going to bring interest rates back down. And we talked about kind of the con, the downside of this, that it is definitely exacerbating our national debt. We are at $33 trillion. We know that it's continuing to shrink our economy. They continue to state that they want to see some contraction within the labor market. They want to see higher unemployment. And all of these things sound terrible. And they are terrible. But it's the way that the Federal Reserve is able to bring inflation down. It's the tool that they have chosen. And unfortunately, you and I aren't big enough cheeses to be able to tell them what to do. So this is the route that they're taking. But with all of this bad, is there some really good things? Is there some things that I can do, that you can do, that we can do as up-and-coming retirees? Or even if we are already in retirement, are there some things that we can be looking for as opportunities to take and improve our situation? And I believe that the answer is yes. Number one, and I'm speaking to those of you that are still continuing to remain on the, shall we call it the accumulation stage of life. In other words, you're still working. You're still working and you're saving for retirement and you're contributing to that 401k. You're contributing to that 403b or even that TSA. I want you to be encouraged in your heart because bad times are definitely bad, but bad times are also great times for investing. And if you still have say, more than five years to your retirement, I want you to consider that your responsibility, the thing that you keep your eye on, is that accumulation for your money, accumulating and compounding your money. And right now, with as volatile as our market has been, remember, just based upon the news of the Federal Reserve, the S&P 500 is back down, and now we're in the hole literally 10% from where we were in 2021. This means that things are on sale. This means you have an opportunity to continue to dollar cost average. And I know it seems painful. I know it does. But those that are successful in retirement 
are those that continue to save, not only during the good times, but they continue to save even through the rough times. This is an absolute truth, and it's one that you've got to take to heart. So if you're thinking, you know, that really does make sense, or if you have questions about today's discussion, I'm going to encourage you to reach out to me. Call our office at 866-290-3837. My staff will put together some educational materials that I know will be of value to you, and we'll email them to you or we'll mail them if you prefer. If you have questions, we will do our best to answer them for you. Take the first step. Reach out at 866-290-3837. Again, that's 866-290-3837. I want you to understand that your money is power. It's at least potential power. And if you have reached the age of 59 and a half, and you're sitting there with a 401k, And you're thinking, well, I still have a few years to retirement. I don't know about this whole interest rate rate hike thing. I don't know if we're going to go into a recession. I don't know if we're going to continue to see shrinkage and all of a sudden the stock market's going to let loose and I'm going to lose. I don't know if I continue to trust the market. Here's the thing. You have an opportunity being 59 and a half or older to safeguard your money. And I don't mean safeguard as in move it all into the stable value fund of your 401k. I'm saying you have a distinct opportunity today, here, right now, to be able to safeguard your money by rolling it tax-free into an IRA. And if you're not doing that to some extent, you're potentially opening yourself up to more potential losses which you then have to recover from before you can feel as though you're whole. So many people today are delaying their retirement because they've lost so much over the course of the last 21 months that they don't feel good about retiring. They're still chasing and looking for that balance that they had back in 2021. And so many of you have written me comments on my website, johnsonwim.com, that says, Matthew, I feel as though everything I'm pumping into my 401k is just disappearing as fast as I can pump it in. It's like bringing home groceries with three teenagers in the house. It's gone before I even get it to the refrigerator. I feel the pain. I know. This is something I hear literally every single day from you. And that's the reason I'm suggesting. That's the reason why I'm advising. That's the reason why I'm encouraging you to take a look to see if the company that you work for allows you what's called the in-service rollover, where you can take and safeguard. You don't have to pull all of the money out of the 401k, but you say, you know what? I've lost it once. I've lost it twice. I've lost it three times. Maybe you've lost it four times and you're almost back to even. And you say, I don't want to do it again. Well, this is where you safeguard that money. You create your IRA and you roll the money from the 401k into the IRA. Now, what is the advantage of that? Well, listen up, because you see what the Federal Reserve is doing is giving us not only a benefit to dollar cost average within our employer plans, it's giving you and I an opportunity as individuals to be able to boost the dividend production, the interest production on our money. You know that this is called the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. And you know how much we talk about income. 
when you get to retirement, what's the reason that you saved all of the money in the 401k to begin with? Was it not so that you could have retirement income? Supplementing Social Security, supplementing a pension, supplementing rent, right? This is the reason why you save this money. But how do you do that? Do you just simply take your money out of the 401k, out of the mutual funds, and then stick it back into mutual funds? I ask you to consider not doing that because you're going to end up getting the same results. But now I would just want you to imagine in your mind, you've got that million dollars. You've worked your rear end off for that money. You've watched that money disappear and come back so many times. You don't want to wash and repeat again. So this time, you take matters into your own hands. This time, you intentionally, you purposefully begin to work with someone whose priority, whose specialty, whose real skill set is to do two things for you as a fiduciary. Number one, to safeguard and to protect your principal. And number two, to get that principal producing income. Income through interest, income through dividends. Imagine your million dollars and you've set it aside in an IRA. You've safeguarded that money. You've reduced the risk. You've reduced the expenses on it. That's great. All of those things are feathers in your cap. They're all positives. But then I want you to imagine because it's in an IRA and you're still working, you're not pumping more money into the IRA. You're still continuing to make deferrals into your 401k. You're still dollar cost averaging. You're still staying focused on the growth of the 401k. What does your IRA money do? Well, what your IRA money should be doing is producing 40,000, 50,000, 60,000, or maybe even more in interest and dividends for you. These are interest and dividend dollars that you don't have to come up with. These are interest and dividend dollars that you don't even have to take as income. You're just simply investing in things that are going to create interest and dividends, and then you're reinvesting those interest and dividend dollars back into more things that pay more dividends. You see, you're growing your money, you're dollar cost averaging, but now you're doing it two ways. You're dollar cost averaging in your 401k and you're dollar cost averaging in your own personal IRA. And you see, the Federal Reserve has created a gift. They have caused so much upheaval within our market, raising interest rates. They have taken and decimated so many equities that pay good dividends that today they pay even better dividends than they did 18, 19, 20, 21 months ago. They have taken and raised interest rates, which has caused individual bonds, not bond funds, but individual bonds, contractual individual interest-paying bonds to be selling for prices that are astounding. This is giving you an opportunity to be able to buy things that will give you the income that you deserve, the income that you want. And guess what? It's income you can spend with reckless abandon, income that you can have and you can take it and it does not touch your principal. You're not selling anything to get the income. That's what people who don't know how to create income do. Don't be them. Learn how to invest for real income. 
income through interest and dividends. And you may be sitting in a position where you're already retired and you've still got money in stocks. You know it's too much. You don't want to go through the ringer again. You don't want to ride the roller coaster and you say, what do I do? Well, guess what? There's hope there as well. Because when you switch from, say, equities that don't pay dividends and you now get yourself into equities, good quality equities that do pay dividends, now when the Federal Reserve does begin to reverse its policy and it begins to lower interest rates, you potentially could see not only a resurgence and a full recovery, but you may go even higher because it's the recovery plus the dividend. And last but not least, don't forget Roth conversions. Right now, Roth conversions could be an exceptional opportunity for you because prices are down. This gives you the opportunity of being able to convert more shares for fewer dollars and pay less tax. And I encourage all of you as listeners, if you have questions, please go to our website, www.johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N, W-I-M stands for Wealth Income Management, dot com, and post your question to us. Well, I'm Matthew Johnson. Thank you so much for listening today. Hopefully this was helpful and compelling to you. And remember, it's up to you to make every day a great day. Thanks so much for listening. That's all the time we have for today. To schedule 15 minutes with Matthew off the air, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. We will be back again next week at this same time for another Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson.